Welcome to the Nerd Slot Podcast, where two lazy nerds talk about whatever we got the energy for. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Energy is fleeting these days. Uh, I'm I'm real sleepy. I don't know about you, man. Because <laughs> no, I I, uh, I rested well last night. I feel well rested. I worked out this morning, so I'm good. I've got a lot of energy right now. There you go. Do you want to switch for a little bit? Would you like to come care for a child? For a while. Uh, no, so that I, I that's rest. why I keep my energy because it's not being drained by a child. Yeah, um, that's why we missed uh, last week because uh, I'm I'm now a proud papa, and uh, that has taken up a heck of a lot of time and energy. Only imagine it's so weird to me thinking of you as a dad, or just like right? when, when I think about like any of my friends as parents, I'm like, oh, we're just so young, but it's like, oh no, we're not that young. No. <laughs> but it still just feels like <laughs> mentally we're not <laughs> mature enough to have children, I guess is what oh, how yeah. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I've been feeling that for sure. I'm just like, oh man, was I supposed to do this? Like I almost feel like like did I did I do it wrong? Like <laughs> did I do a bad I- was I supposed to wait? Like, uh, anyway, um, no, it's been great though. Uh, aside from, you know, lack of sleep, lack of energy to do almost anything else. But, yeah. uh, you've been up to I, all kinds of things though. I've been playing a lot of games for sure. Yeah. And, um, you went to, uh, like, you also yeah. did, um, you went to see the new Spider-Man movie. I did. I saw that. I went to, I don't remember what we talked about on the last episode convention wise. I know I probably had talked about you Texas talked about Frightmare. The- but I, you talked about that. You talked about uh, Akon. Oh, yeah. Not I, went the to Akon. I, I, I did not go to the um, fan expo because honestly, like and I probably fan. mentioned it before. Like, it's just I'm I'm not in that into like meeting celebrities in a fleeting sense. Like if I'm going to meet a right. celebrity, I want to do I want to have coffee with them. I need to have a discussion with them, maybe an interview with them or something. Not y- you want to uh, learn about their it, greatest fears and yeah, get real of deep. course. Yeah. yeah. So I can be an effective stalker. Of course. If you could like, and, and I'm going to exclude Doug from this and Mike, um, okay. Doug Jones and Mike Doherty, because yep. those are already friends. If there's another, like, what's another celebrity that like, if you could be like, okay, I want to sit down and have a deep conversation, uh, you know, in a coffee shop or wherever, like, who would you choose at this point? Huh? I, I don't know really who, gosh, do you have anybody while I think on that? Uh, man, that's, that's man. I don't know. I you don't know what? Know. I do have. I do have one. Honestly, uh, I would okay. say. I would say Ryan Gosling. I think he'd be such an interesting okay. person to talk to, just because we have a lot of common interest, and he's sure. definitely a horror fan. Um, yeah. I'd want to talk about horror movies. Talk about his band, Dead Man Bone, Dead Man's Bones, and then yeah. uh, you know, very. I guess just in general, like, hey, what's it like being so handsome just all the time? <laughs> Is that one of the other things that you're just like, we have in common? You're just like, you know, <laughs> no, uh, no. we like horror, we're super hot, we, uh, <laughs> we're ripped. I would um, never put myself on his level. Are you going to see the Barbie movie to see Ryan in it? I, I may. Like, it looks really interesting. I'm curious to see funny. how, yeah, how tongue in cheek it is. Yeah. It looks pretty tongue in cheek. Like it looks like it's kind of making fun of itself a bit. Right. It's at so. least self-aware. So I think seeing that and just like seeing what they do with it will be a lot of fun. I think I want to choose if I choose somebody, it's probably going to be like someone I want to learn something from. You know, is that cheating? No, I mean, truly, if we really back out of this, like you can learn something from anybody. And I think you should True. find value in anybody you associate yourself with. If you're not learning something from your friends, 
then what value do they have to you? Sure. I think at this point, I would choose either Steve Bloom or yeah. or maybe Matt Mercer. Oh, man. Yeah, those One are good. One of those two. Um, yeah, you, why not both? Just have a triple threat yeah. coffee. Okay, no los dos. Um, <laughs> I, I think if it had to come down to it, like I, I, the legacy that Steve has... I, I would I love that, but Matt has his hands in so many things that I think I would go with Matt at this point. If we're going that direction, though, like, wouldn't it be so interesting to meet Frank Welker? It's like we have said that man's name so much, yeah, <laughs> over the years. Yeah, if anyone listens uh, to our other podcast, Cartoon Boom, we talk about Frank almost every episode, basically, because so. he's in. Basically he's in almost every, every episode we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Me, if we're going voice actor, then yeah, like meeting him, meeting Gray Delisle. Um, oh, she'd be great. Tara. Yeah. Kath Susie, um, Rob Paulson, like getting to have just a sit down with them or, you know, Maurice Lamars. Anybody, any Ooh, of those, yeah. I would be like just so happy. But it's Jeff not something Bennett like I can, another. I'd love who? to meet Jeff Bennett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's he's just great. like, because meeting them at a convention is one thing. That's just such like you can't really say you met them, met them because it, it's not personal enough for me. But even it's like, oh, hey, I remember seeing you at a convention years ago. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I also remember cool. you person. Yeah, hey, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Insert name uh, but, here. And that's not to like, I don't want to talk down about like people who do find enjoyment with that, if that's enough for some people, and that's awesome. I guess I j it's just not yeah. enough for me. Yeah, because I think that it's a special experience for plenty of people when they Absolutely. meet someone, like even just for a little signing thing. Um, especially with like, um, I think about, I've seen some interactions and this would be another great person to meet too, Matthew Lillard. I've seen- Oh my God, yeah. I've seen a few video clips of him meeting folks for the first time and just um he's such a, a beautiful human being and just like the impact that he has on folks when like he meets them like i i can tell that it's like even in those few seconds he has changed that person so yeah like yeah i don't want to shit on that <laughs> no <laughs> it's no, great it, i i'm not shitting on it at all and like i've seen videos of like even keanu reeves like talking to like kids or whatever and it's just like oh man they're gonna remember that moment forever and that's yeah. so cool. So it's like, yeah, meeting these genuinely good people, even in the a small spurt, is like still can be life changing or at least like a really memorable experience. Man, so, spurt is a word I really don't like, you know, <laughs> like it's just a gross, it's a gross sounding word. Spurt. Spurt. Ugh. Especially having changed a lot of diapers lately. Just the word spurt has oh, really yeah. gotten under you my got, skin. probably gotten spurt all over. Your I, I did. I got spurted <laughs> on yesterday for sure. <laughs> And what sucks about that is I was going to make curry for dinner. Oh. And then when I got spurted on and it looked like the curry I was going to cook, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I got to make pizza now. Can't do it. So <laughs> I need to make something solid, less runny. Yeah. That's <laughs> something that I can tell what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was rough. So game wise, what have, have you been playing anything? You've had plenty of time, but I don't know how much that time just goes to like monitoring a child and or like, have you had any time to yourself? Man, not a lot, but I, I can tell you what I've been playing a little bit, which is um, every once in a while, I, I get some some time to sneak off and play a little bit of Diablo 4. And yeah, um, there's plenty I'm, there I, I'd love to touch on. I haven't gotten to play as much as you have, I know. So yeah, I know I that just you've got level, a lot to say. 
I just um, hit level 45 yesterday okay. and but I'm still really only playing it like not as much as like I would like to it's just been Same. I've been busy so yeah I uh, but you can level up pretty quick and is I guess my point especially if you play it on um the secondary World difficulty yeah because that you're getting experience it's a little harder but you're getting experience faster at the same time and here's what i gotta say about the world tiers though like world tier one is like barely playing the game from <laughs> this but okay i'm saying this from a guy that uh has played all the other diablo games you know, was there when Diablo one came out, played the crap out of that all the way through um, Diablo uh, for world tier one. That, that is a cakewalk. Like, okay. the, to me, the difference between the two is like the two world tier settings, which is the difficulty settings. I don't know if you felt this experience. If you tried the first one. No, it, I it seems didn't try it. it seems pretty. It seems like a pretty big difference because like I did it and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm barely touching these monsters and they're just dying. Like I could <sighs> I could sneeze and like everything in a five mile radius dies. I was like, this that's, sucks. So that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that's a more casual uh, playthrough of it, but you're also like limiting yourself because you're getting experience slower. So it's like, yeah, it'll be easier, but it's also like the drawback is you won't be leveling up as fast. However, if World Tier 2 is, is too hard for you, then you're going to be leveling up slow just because you're not able to take on these bosses. So I think there's a trade off there. Yeah, um, I, I can see the reason for it. It's like just having an easy mode or very easy in a game where some people just like that kind of they just want to experience the story or whatever. They're not looking for a true challenge or anything like that. So in that way, I can understand it, but I'm glad that they at least have it where if you're playing a little bit harder, then you there are benefits to that. And I think they've done that in at least I know I'm pretty sure Diablo three did it as well, where like the higher tier you go, the more you're getting out of it, either the the more rare loot or higher uh, experience. I think it was the. Uh... I don't know if it was experience. I know like rare loot for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was just kind of surprised at the difference between the two. Um, it felt pretty, uh, it, maybe it's just me. I don't know. It felt, it felt pretty vast. Um, yeah. Cause I felt uh, like it wasn't a challenge in any sense to um, going to two. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty challenging. Cause like, especially when you get into like the events, you know, you see a red circle on that map. You get into it and it starts out, you're fighting a few things, then you're just swarmed and you're like, oh my God, am I going to make it through? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, those get real hard real quick. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you how you feel about, because this is one of the main points of contention for me and I, I go back and forth on it. How do you feel about scaling everything to whatever level you are, no matter where you are? Uh, that I like. Um, you like I like that. that I do like it because I feel like it gives you some freedom to explore the world at your own pace. Um, and uh, but I say that still being only like level 20 something. So um, I, I haven't gotten to go out and do a whole lot yet. Like I'm still mostly in the snowy kind of starting kind of zone. I've only ventured a dabbled a little bit into what like I guess act two would be. Um, okay. Which was when I got to that one manor and all the goatmen attacked and stuff. Um, but I, I, at least in in practice, I like the idea that I could go anywhere at any time and experience any part of the map. 
I think that's kind of cool. Okay. Yes. So I'll, I'll tell you what I like and what I don't like about it. Sure. Because that's that's true. So what what I like about it, or what I don't like about it first, because I think I, I, I don't like less than I, I like. So what I don't like about it is that I never feel like that power curve where it's like, I've gotten all these levels, I've learned these new skills, and now I am just like steamrolling over these starter enemies. Like these goat men are nothing to me now. Instead, it's okay, like, true. oh, these goat men are still a challenge. Like no matter how yes. strong I get, it, I, I never feel like I've gotten so powerful that I can steamroll anything really. It, like, yeah. Maybe spiders or whatever, but it's like, that's just because they're like one hit killed basically but the the advantage of it is like you were saying no matter where i go on the map i don't have to be like oh i need to go somewhere else to level or to grind i can be like oh i want to fight these enemies or i need to explore a little bit further here but as i'm going i'm getting experience because i'm still having to fight through even level enemies so i i think the level of progression is better with everything scaling to you just because as you're exploring you're still gaining experience steadily as opposed to like if you were just like going back and exploring a starting area if everything didn't scale to you then you would be like well i'm just taking down these level one enemies they're not giving me any experience i'm not getting anything except like the exploration out of it so it's kind of like getting both at the same time um Mm -hmm. another disadvantage i would say would be that there's never been a point where i'm like i want to go to a i feel like i'm strong enough where i can go to a higher level area and try to take on these new enemies like when i'm looking at something like dark souls or whatever uh you know there are spots where it's like oh these are way too strong for me now but or even like uh, tears of the kingdom i'm thinking about that it's like okay i feel like i can take on this lionel now because i i'm strong enough i have enough hearts like there's never that point where it's like i can go and face my next challenge because i've gotten stronger it's just like okay i'm steadily progressing through the story or whatever things are still even to my level the only real uh uh, difference in the, the map i guess is if you go to a stronghold area because then everything is like one or two levels above you. So it's a little bit harder, but not significantly enough where it's like, oh, I cannot do this now. I have to go level up more. Right. Yeah, so- I, I can see the disadvantages there. And I'll, I'll give you that, too, because I, I can see where once I start playing a little more, I might run into that wall where I'm just like, man, it's just like there's no breakthrough point for one where like if I want to go back and um, you know, finish some of the blue side quests or something that I left behind in an area. I won't be able to blaze through those quickly. You know, it like the struggle will be about the same no matter what level I'm at. Yeah. So, but the experience I, will be the same too. The experience will be the same. Good. So that's that's the trade-off. And then also, like you said, there's no it doesn't really help to build anticipation for going to a new zone or fighting against a specific boss at, in like a uh, idea of like, oh man, I can't wait till I level up and um, so I can go up against this this boss or, or go here. Instead, it's just like a, oh, I can't wait to physically walk there because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all I got to do and then I can do it. So yeah, that to me, yeah, you're right. That does kind of tear down a little bit of that anticipation that the other games have kind of had. So yeah, um, so I, yeah, I, think I see it, that. I, I have kind of a middling opinion on it for that reason because I see the advantages and disadvantages of it. It helps with the leveling curve, but the anticipation that I get from playing other games where I'm looking forward to facing like a 
a big challenge is less so here. And that kind of takes away from some of the excitement. Yeah. As far as um, gameplay, the look, the feel, level design, all that stuff. How do you feel about that story? All those things? I like What's it. Your thoughts? I like it overall. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, you can have something on in the background, like a podcast or a movie or something or whatever, and kind of mindlessly do it. Because once you once you figure out your, um, I guess, the, the combo of moves you're going to be doing, because you can only have like basically four moves attached to you, plus your attack and secondary attack. And uh, after that, you're just kind of going through this cycle of things where it's like, OK, I need to do this, 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 this. It changes up a little bit based on enemy placement and whatever, trying to get them in certain areas or, you know, mass them together. But overall, it's it's almost like driving a car where it's like once you get the motions down, you can kind of do it subconsciously. And so you can do something else in the background where I find myself like being pulled back in as if I'm doing a story mission, because I do find the story actually really interesting. And I'm curious to right. see where it's going to go. So that's where it's like, OK, let me pause this movie real quick so I can listen to this story dialogue. And the dialogue's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think overall and gameplay is great. I like the especially like the, um, the the skill system that they have where you're just as you're learning the skills, you can kind of make your character um, or like get them kind of decked out in a way that you can play them the way you want to play them. Where it's like if I want to be a rogue that focuses on his traps, I can do that. If I want to be a rogue that focuses on, you know, using a crossbow or a, a regular bow, I can do that. If I just want to be a close range, like stealthy crit rogue, I can do that. And so it's like being able to play a class in many different ways adds a lot of variety to it that I appreciate, because even if you and I were both like a warrior or a barbarian, rather, we would both be able to play completely differently. Like you could be like a fury barbarian who dual wields and I could be one who's just like a, um, a thorn tank who just does damage by getting hit. So that's that aspect is really interesting to me. And I think they've done it well the way they've laid it out and kept it simple enough to where it's like, OK, you can only use one move from each of these tiers so it doesn't get too convoluted. And I don't have to worry about too much about my action bar being like overloaded, like something like wow or whatever, where it's like, OK, I need two or three action bars because they all do different things, you know? Right. Uh, so you are playing rogue. So what kind of build are you doing on the rogue? Right now I'm doing a poison trap build um okay and but i'm coming from doing a uh i was doing an, a frost build which was cool and i tried out a shadow build too i i like them both but i just find the the poison is interesting to me um in just the way that it plays but there are there's value to all of them but i haven't even tried the like ranged um stuff with them the like bow and arrow or crossbow right. stuff because that's just not the way that i like to play my rogues generally sure okay uh i'm doing necromancer right now and uh i'm doing um i mean i i don't know i guess like a term for the kind of build but i'm doing like um you know obviously i'm re i'm relying on summons for the most part so i've got my little army going and uh are you doing got, skeletons or golems yeah. or what the skeletons, I, I haven't unlocked Golem yet. So okay. I've got four skirmisher skeletons and three mage skeletons right now. And I'm having, they are specializing in cold damage so they can freeze enemies, Yeah, uh, which is great. And then I'm trying to remember, it's like for, um, I think it's when they freeze an enemy or if it, maybe it's when that enemy takes damage when they're frozen. 
I get some of my essence back, um, which is the stuff I use to cast my spells. So what I basically do is um, the spells that my dude himself does really is weakening the enemies while my skeleton army fights. So I'm basically I'm basically kind of trying to like run around the the outskirts and I shoot like this bone lance kind of through that um, uh, weakens them and I have some other crowd control kind of things. So I'm more doing crowd control while they do a lot of the fight and then also just trying to stay alive because like <laughs> the more I cast those things, the more I aggro like everything. Yeah. So like I've got like this one um, talent I use called blood mist. Like, so I'll use that. Someone will come after me. I'll do that. And I can become kind of invulnerable for like a couple seconds. I can kind of mist through the, the battle. And when I go through, I do a tiny bit of damage and I can get a little bit of health back. So it's kind of like a dodge sort of thing. Um, yeah, like a I'm basically dodge. just trying to not die <laughs> while I'm yeah, weakening right. everybody. Uh, and I've got some AOE stuff too. Um, like um, casting, uh, was it decrepify? I think is the something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't played a necromancer. They look interesting though. I was like looking over the skill tree and sure. uh, uh, I saw something in there that you could essentially do like a blood build where yeah. you are casting mostly blood magic and stuff. And I guess your summons are there no matter what build you go with, just because it's yes. part of the necromancer thing. Um, but yeah, I, and I, you can even do like a shadow scythe build, like a bunch of different kinds. So again, that just goes back to me appreciating the variety that these classes have. I did start with the shadow scythe kind of thing uh, before I really had an, a grasp on what I was doing. Um, and then I didn't really like, um, I didn't like the place as much because I was, I was finding myself in the fray too much while being too weak. Like I was, I was, yeah. yeah, I was taking too much damage. So I was like, all right, I need to reconfigure a few things. So I, I reset my talents, um, and did, you know, just decided to go with something where I could try to run around the skirts of battle and let the, the little army do all the the main work there while I weaken them for them. So, um, and I found that pretty fun so far. And it also lets me run around and try to pick up loot while they're doing <laughs> all this stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, that I, I am curious about Necromancer. Like I almost made one just to test it out, like the blood build and whatever. Sure. Um, but I, and cause I, I did also make a, a barbarian to test it out and a too. druid is what I started with. And then, uh, I found out one of my other friends is playing Druid, so I'm like, eh, I'll just play something else. So I sure. really am playing Rogue mainly because no one else I know is playing Rogue, so that I, we can have okay. some variety if we team up. Because if yeah. you if you grew up if you group up with people, like you can group up with them no matter what level you are, an enemy scale to your level, which I that's a really interesting that, part like. of it. Yeah, because then it's like even if you're level one and somebody else is level 50 like you're still fighting the same difficulty enemies which i that's just like the math of that is just so strange to me how they made Isn't that, that work. cool yeah a very cool aspect because you never feel like oh this person has to carry me through this or whatever it's like oh we're right. both benefiting from this well it solves a lot of problems that older diablo games have had which is um you know like running low levels through stuff and just you know quickly getting them to level up by doing that stuff um it, it also i think with the idea of uh, not being able to um 
you know, since everything scales to your level, like even during solo play, I think it might reduce the idea of farming for certain items and stuff because everything's going to remain somewhat of a challenge. So, um, I think it'll reduce some of those things and keep a little bit of a better um, community around items, things like that. So hopefully so. I could be proven wrong because I'm sure someone's going to find a way to, you know, screw it over at some point. So, and I mean, it's Blizzard Activision. They'll mess their own game up eventually. So, oh, yeah. Like if there's (laughs) not an auction house here already, there will be soon. There will be. Yeah. Um, They're, I mean, they're great at screwing over their own games. Speaking of which, I, I didn't want to tell you in case you hadn't heard about this. Um, so y- you had heard, I think, that Overwatch 2, you know, the the big, um, I guess the, the big thing for there being a second one was that they were going to do all the PvE stuff, right? And yeah. then they're like, just kidding. We're not going to do that. Like, uh, yeah, that's gone. Mm-hmm. Even though we've been saying for like years, that's what. Overwatch 2 is going to be. Now we're not doing that. Well, come to find out, it's a little more complicated than that. Now they're like, okay, well, we are going to kind of do it, but what they're doing, and now it's just like, oh, I see what you did, you bunch of jerks. Um, Instead of releasing... Um, you know, you pay like the 60 bucks or whatever and you get, you know, like a full Overwatch 2 game. What they're going to be doing is releasing... um every so often these little mission packs where you get like three missions so um if you ever played like those like archive events and stuff you know those might take you i don't know 10 minutes or whatever yeah. um if you remember those i never did but go on okay so they're going to release those every once in a while in bundles of like 3 but you have to pay $15 so mm. imagine that they have um, let's say 20 missions developed. That's going to cost way more than a $60 game, which you would originally get probably, and then probably much less content than you would have gotten for a $60 game, right? Right. So, yeah. 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 I Man. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, if Overwatch 2 is the only game you're playing, then maybe that makes sense. And or... Nah, that's garbage. And or if you're a streamer and you're like an Overwatch 2 streamer specifically, those people who are making a ton of money off of it, like they'll just throw money out there. It's just the whales that'll just throw money at it regardless. Like there was a Diablo Immortal player, maybe multiple, who spent like $100,000. Oh my God. Just to like unlock loot or do whatever you do in there. I don't know. That's insane. Yeah, right. But to them, it's like, I mean, that's part of their income anyway. And it's a write-off because it's part of their job, I guess. I guess. But like, I'd be like $100,000, like maybe, I don't know, that could buy, you know, a good chunk of a house. Oh, God. I mean, these are people who probably are already millionaires, I would assume, if they're spending that much money. That's a real good point. I just, I can't fathom the idea of having even just a thousand dollars and being like, oh man, I'm going to definitely spend a thousand dollars on in-game loot. Like, (laughs) that does not compute to me. Like, I can't even justify like uh, like Overwatch 2 right now, like some of the, the equivalent of buying some of the, um, you have to buy like these the digital currency or whatever to buy like skins. Like the legendary skins in there are essentially twenty dollars. 
I can't even justify that. Like, I'm not paying 20 bucks to give, like, on a different colored clothes. No. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, it's also, oh like, my God. even even in the Diablo 4 shop, like, there's some outfits, just cosmetic outfits that are, like, 30 bucks for the set. And it's like, yeah. oh, no. Why that's would anyone so ever stupid. do that? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they they always find a way to ruin their own games. Yeah. They will. They'll do it. It's, They'll ruin it. It's wild. But speaking of people that aren't ruining games though. Uh-huh. How uh how, you've been you've started playing Street Fighter 6. I did a little bit. How, Not yeah. How do you like I, it? I really I like it a lot. Um I haven't gotten to really do much real combat with it because you know I'm doing the story mode where I made my own character and doing all that and you unlock moves at a pretty slow pace so it's like sure. I don't even have like you know counters and stuff on there yet but I did play some of just like offline against the CPU just to test out what a real fight's like and that yeah. was really fun. I oh, played man, as Ken, so and uh, just because I remember most of Ken's moves, and uh, it really fun. I love the counter system in there. Um, the parry system's good. It's like it feels so nice. And then you know, pulling off specials is super simple. Uh, yeah, are you doing the modern configuration or are you no? Doing no, class? I don't. I don't like that. I have to do classic like just modern. because that's what I'm so used to. Wow, no, because okay. it's it because it's. I, I get it why like it's it's more streamlined um, and it's just like you just push kind of one button or one combo of buttons to yeah. do like a, a huge combo. But I don't feel like I'm learning as much if I'm doing it that way because I'm just used to doing the motions for these. I understand moves. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I see the value in it. Yeah. I've been I play on modern because I'm terrible at <laughs> these games. <laughs> so I'm like that. That's the only chance in hell I have of winning any round of a match is using the modern configuration. Uh, have you, so, have yeah. you played much like, or have you played online at all? Or are you just playing the story mode or what? what no, I've doing? only, I've only played story mode and uh, that's pretty much been it. So, um, and I haven't, I haven't really gotten to play much since the last time that we talked about it, which was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm interested to know, well, I would say I'm interested to know what your character looks like, but I can already take a guess that you made a character that looks just like you and then I mean, probably named him Joe bot or, <laughs> or Jack or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember what his name is, but it, 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 it's harder to make these characters like look good, like in the character <laughs> creator as it is. Other, yeah. Like it's easier in other games to make them look good is what I'm saying. So it's like, well, I just gonna have to deal with this face, this default ish face. And sure. I just threw long hair on there because I, I like that long hair look on these characters. Okay. So it doesn't look a lot like me, but it's definitely got the same kind of hair color and stuff. So you wanted it it's to me, look like you. It's me in spirit. Yeah. Okay. Is it like you during COVID when you had your long hair? Basically, yeah. Okay. It's COVID Joseph. COVID Joe. Yeah. COVID that Joe. That should be my oh, name. COVID that Joe. That could have been a great name. <laughs> COVID Joe. Uh, yeah, dude. But, Do but that. No, it's. It's good. I like I I did a sparring match with Chun Li because she's my current Heck yeah um, leader or whatever a trainer and uh, yeah I can see like it's it's possible to beat them but they're so much higher level than you like yeah. it's hard it is very hard and you're not supposed to beat them basically because they're masters you know right. and you're just a you know a starter fighter 
So it just feels good that I was like almost able to beat her. And then I, I didn't quite, but it's like, I don't feel bad about that. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know what? That was a good training session, especially yeah, when I don't have go. all my moves at my disposal. Right. Um, how did you feel about Luke? I love Man, this dude. <laughs> Luke is, he's fine, but he just has like the biggest forearms that I've right. <laughs> like the most oversized forearms you. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, they're just hams. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, he's so funny though. I love that. Yeah, guy. I like his character. Yeah, he's infectious. Uh, he's just I'm, so I'm, fun. I do like the setup, the lineup that they have now, but I'm hoping that they add more Classics. new characters, more classic characters relatively soon. I know Akuma's coming and some other like classic characters will be in the first like character pass or whatever. But sure. You know, I'm curious to see who else they have lined up for it. I would love to get a street fighter game where they honestly do, um, a smash brothers where they literally give you every character that has existed in the franchise. They that would be amazing. In. Yeah. I mean, like, include everyone from alpha and, and, and it would be, really interesting too and I know other people have been waiting for this kind of moment too is including people from the original Street Fighter like included oh, include like man. updated versions of those characters because um, most of those characters have never been seen again from the very first um, game with uh, the exception of like you know basically Ryu so um, yeah Ryu and Ken I think I think they're the only ones there's a lot of people that think that Balrog was basically Mike from the first game, but the creators said, no, that's not the case. They're different characters. So I'd be curious to see um, what they do as far as like who they're going to add, really, because Street Fighter, I guess, has even though it's kind of ridiculous and over the top ish, it's never gotten to the point of like. Soul Calibur or Mortal Kombat where they've added in people yeah. from other franchises um, to sure. my knowledge aside from like when you go into something like Marvel versus Capcom or whatever or you know Capcom versus Tekken or Street Fighter Tekken whatever it was so like when they do crossover games that's when they're like okay now we can you know fight have them fighting other people but within their pure games they don't bring in like a Battletoad or Yoda or something you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and it's like I feel like I hope they keep that kind of like purity to it because to you me that's that. like it's special they're gonna, in, in a way. They'll do the thing where they're just like, oh, we've got the exclusive uh, like Luffy skin for Dalsim uh, <laughs> this month, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from one. Yeah, week. they they go the Fortnite route. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God. Well, I, I just feel like they don't need to. Like, it just does fine on its own as a more pure fighting experience. Sure. Um, but, you know, I do hope they bring back the, uh, the Luchador guy and uh, Dan. Dan was one of my favorite characters to play just because yeah, when you, you win with Dan. Dan, it really feels like you've earned it. Because <laughs> that's a <laughs> hard character terrible. to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His Hadouken goes like, I don't know, like 12 inches or something from he, yeah. it does. Not, it is not a projectile. It is barely anything. It's great. I always, but, I always and Vega. Um, Vega is my favorite character. Yeah, play, I know. So I hope they bring him. You to love it. Vega. I don't know why you haven't cosplayed as him yet. Though. I'm just not. I'm not there fitness wise. Once I do get there. I mean, you are. You it. just have this weird like idea in your head that you're not. But you're you very much are Um, soon. I. uh I, I weirdly, I don't know why. I just love Birdie. Like his design. <laughs> the big dude with the pink shirt. Is that Birdie? Um, 
He's got like the mohawk with the hole in it. Oh, I'm thinking you know? of your character. Yeah. Yeah. I love Birdie for whatever reason. I just always thought he looked really cool. Yeah, Birdie does look cool. I'll bet that I'll bet they'll bring him into it. Like he just seems like a popular enough character. Yeah. With the chains and everything. Yeah. I just think he looks awesome. I've always liked him. Um, Who's the dude remember. with the, the big pink like tank top? Um, I can't remember. No, are you thinking of Rufus? Are you thinking Ooh, Rufus? Did he have maybe. the handlebar mustache and the no, long ponytail? No, no. He had like almost like no. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to like, keep looking it up. But okay, it wasn't it wasn't Rufus because I don't. He didn't have a mustache. Okay, oh, Rufus um, is hilarious though. Hugo. Hugo. Okay. I don't remember what Hugo looks like. It's just a big bulky dude with like long flowy hair and a pink tank top. He just looks strange. Yeah. I do remember him now. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, he'd be fun. There's just so many weird characters. I know. That's why I love to see. You don't need to branch out when you've got all the characters to choose from. It from your history of Street Fighter games. Yeah. I, I just, I want, I want them to put all of them in there. All Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Like just an all around like fighter, like, like the Street Fighter to get is Street Fighter six at that right. point. Yeah, exactly. Which honestly, I think it currently is the, the more characters they add, the better just because it's the most welcoming, especially with that modern control system. If you're not comfortable Easily. playing fighting games, like with the classic one, switching over is so easy and it feels pretty seamless. The only disadvantage you have is like, um, like you can't chain the combos the way that you want them to. If that was something you were inclined to do, it kind of right. just does it for you. But it doesn't mean it's like easy mode or anything. You still have to like hit him at the right spot and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, just so I think like even if you're starting a fighting game, maybe that's the one to start with and then, you know, warm up to the classic one if you choose to. Sure. I'd love to see a new Street Fighter anime. It sounds like Uh, I said Street Fighter when I said that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to see anyone Street Fart. Street Fart. I'm sure that you could. I'm sure you could find videos called Street Farts. Uh, Street Farter is probably already someone's tag. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, it's probably somebody's got like a NSFW Twitter that just has videos called Street Farter of, of them just walking by people farting and seeing just their spreading reaction. their cheeks and ripping one. Uh, on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably at at you know people bussing for money and stuff, which sucks that they would do that to those people. I hate Street Farter now. I'm mad at them. <laughs> Leave those people alone. They need their money. Don't fart in their hats. You just created these fictional people <laughs> and then and I'm mad been about offend- it now. been offended by them, I by know. their actions. Yeah. I'm really angry about this. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about this now because I'm yeah. angry. Uh, I, but I would love to see a new anime or, or something with that. That would be so much fun. I just love that world so much. I just want to see more stuff. You know? Yeah, I, it makes me want to go back and watch the older anime movies because I remember liking yeah. those. I don't know how they hold up now. Probably but. not great, but I would still <laughs> check them out. I'd still check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of games that double as cartoons, I read yesterday that a game that you absolutely love is getting an animated series. It's going to be a real short run and short episodes, um, but it is a roguelike game that you absolutely love. Oh, Can you you're take talking a about guess? Dead Cells? Dead Cells, yes. Yeah. Getting an animated series. I saw uh, that. I yeah, don't know you how they're going to do that, but I'm curious. You know, Dead Cells is really taking off for people because it also just kickstarted a board game. Wow. That looks okay. like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've never so played I'm, 
Dead Cells yet. Oh man, you gotta play it. Like I know, it's, I want it's to. such a good game. It's challenging, but it is rewarding and it's one of those roguelikes where even after you fail or whatever you still usually will always earn something out of your run and okay. i i beat the castlevania um expansion for it so much uh-huh. fun such a good time and giving you like gives you like skins and stuff you can put on to look like you know simon belmont or um alucard or whoever uh you can earn those in there as well so it's just like it just feels it's a really cool world and a really solid um, roguelike for anybody who's interested in that type of game. Sure. Let's say, uh, so I think it was the story of this show, I think was supposed to be like, there's an island and, um, the king of this island did something, I don't know, did something goofy, a plague has has run its course through the island and turned everybody into something bad. And then there's a prophecy about a flame-headed hero that will save everyone or stop the king, something like that. Uh, uh, that's as far as, I don't know, I, I have attention problems, I barely read it, but <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> something so- along those lines. That's the description of the anime? Yeah, of the yeah, the Dead Cells game. Okay. Yeah, I I don't I honestly don't know what the story even is of that game. Um, nice. I just played through it. Yeah. There you go. I'll play through it sometime when you were busy playing Diablo or Tears of the right. Kingdom. W- when my Steam is available for you to yeah. actually play on it. Yeah, then I'll play it. So, that that has me thinking though, like what other video game franchises or just or just a game it doesn't have to be a franchise would you be interested in seeing like turned into an animated series of some kind i do want to throw out the caveat of no no legend of zelda i want to take that one off the table yeah i wouldn't have chosen that anyway that's not one of my favorite franchises uh i I appreciate it but not one that i would go to i mean Um, I, i love that that franchise but like i think that that's already in talks which is why i wanted to throw that off the table because oh sure it sounds like it'll probably happen so i just wanted to be like let's not do that one yeah um i mean i gotta go with like elden ring i think that would be there's so much to pull from with that world it would have to be like maybe not rated m for mature but like whatever the next rating up from pg 13 would be yeah i guess it could just like one Castlevania of the more, like, did. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So like I would need it to be at least like Castlevania level because you're going to have to have the blood and just the awesome, like vicious fights, the brutal like battles and stuff. So it'd be right. interesting to follow a character in that world, but seeing it played out as a anime, yeah. I would choose anime for that. I think that would be the best suited one for it. Yeah. My, uh, my wife just started watching Castlevania at my urging. Oh. So good. Um, so I'm every once in a while getting to catch some of it again. Cause How does she feel about it? I think she's liking it so far. Um, she hasn't said much about it, but it's because like uh, her and I are kind of on like polar opposite schedules a little bit, you know, taking care of yeah, the baby. Yeah, because like somebody always has to be up for the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. So like um, every once in a while, I'll like come into the room and see like she is on like an episode, like three or four episodes in on Castlevania and it's paused and she's like zonked out <laughs> and then I'm taking over. So, <laughs> nice. um, so yeah, I, I'm assuming she's, she's liking it quite a bit. So, um, I wasn't sure if she was going to like it just because of how violent and gory it is. But, um, but she, she's very drawn to like the, like 
um, you know, supernatural demon kind of stuff. Like she gets really into those kind of things. So I, I figured she, this would be something she'd get really into. So um, now I'm trying to think of one that I would like to see turned into um, a series. Um, and I'm thinking uh, my first thought, honestly, though, was Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know that you could really do a story there. I just really like those characters and thought it would be fun. I mean, you, you can know? do a story that doesn't have to be like related to the games. Though. Yeah. Like it would have to be a totally different its own story. thing. Yeah. Like the adventures of Banjo Kazooie or whatever, or yeah. what is the newer one? Maybe they could have a crossover show with the one that's like the chameleon and that, uh, Oh, Oh yeah. Um, starts with a Y I think ukulele, um, right. Or something. Yeah. Like that. I think, I think that's what it is. Which was basically Banjo Kazooie with a different skin on it. Uh, so. Yes, that's why I say like that would be a perfect crossover. Yeah. Um, um, oh, you know another cool one would be um, like Monster Hunter. I know I don't think you've played okay. any of those games. But I have those not. Are no, really fun. So I, they made a movie of it, whatever. But that that doesn't count. We don't. Yeah, I heard it was I, not good. Yeah, I I've had heard mixed reviews, so I'm not gonna say it was good or bad just because I haven't seen it personally. But I think right. a, an anime of that or just even the uh, any kind of animation of that would be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, here, here's a couple more that I thought of that I would like to see. This one you're not going to like. Sea okay. of Thieves. I would love to see a Sea of Thieves um, show of some kind. Here's why I don't like it. I'm going to tell you. So You don't like pirates. Well, not even just that. It's like the gameplay is already just a cartoon because you're not doing anything. It's not. <laughs> you always say that. There, There is like there's so many things to do. Just you and I never did any of the things. <laughs> well, but, but what I'm saying is like, there's just no progression to it. You're just doing things to do them. So that's just, there's just not enough substance there's there that. for me. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, you set, you create a story with that IP within that world. Sure. And I think there's plenty of things that you could do okay. because they, yeah. they have a huge, vast history and background in that game and a lot of cool stuff. Especially when you consider like all the different like um um not vendors but like the different um factions that's what it is like like the the reavers and um all of that stuff like I think that there could be some really cool yeah, stuff there. I'll, I'll give you that. Like I think seeing it animated might make me like it more than playing it. Like that'll be yeah. one of those things where I prefer the animation over the video game because I don't mind I think, yeah, pirates I think and I think the world easily could happen. be could be interesting. It's just like sure. there's not enough there. It's the same reason why like it's hard for me to play something like Minecraft because it's like I'm not I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I, I'm when when I have too many choices but none of them are doing anything for me, it's like I don't feel like I'm earning I don't know anything in the process. So that's where it's challenging for me to play that game. Um, but yeah, yeah. like uh, what, what are some other ones you had? Um, Fable is another one that I think would be fun. Okay. I have a, I have to ask you something about the trailer that just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me so about the trailer. There's a lot of contention from at least the vocal minority. That's like the main character isn't, attractive enough or something oh god yeah which is such a stupid argument i because know it's, I, I feel like this argument is coming from people that don't understand that women don't just always have makeup on or something yeah <laughs> or so it's probably from the the minority that just hasn't ever associated with the other sex at all 
I would agree that they are are dumb. If if your complaint <laughs> about the a video game trailer is that the main character in the trailer isn't attractive enough, go outside. Just go yeah. outside for a while. Go, don't go meet don't real play people. games anymore. Like that's the, that's when you've lost all touch with reality. The same like, was said about uh, Aloy from um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the second one at least. Because, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like she had more, I don't know, had more of a, f- a fuller face or something. I can't even remember sure. what, but people were just saying like she wasn't conventionally attractive to them. And it's like, are you playing games because you're attracted to the main character? Yeah, it doesn't make any and sense. If, if so, <laughs> like, does that mean you only play games where you get to be a female protagonist? Otherwise, does that mean you're also attracted to men? And if so, like, that's fine too. But what I, my main question is like, what is it you're playing games for? Because right. I've heard people say, and I don't agree with this, but I've heard, heard people say that like in a game where they have a choice, they'll play as a woman because that's what they're looking at the whole time is like sure. the the back of this this female character and it's like i it's just never been like my thing to play as a um a girl in a game where i have a choice like i'm going to play as a character that represents me cuz i'm part of that world it just helps me like be or feel like I'm more engaged in it uh but some people just do it but i feel like they're doing it for like the wrong reasons if that's if you could say that you know yeah i mean i i will play and create female characters and stuff or androgynous characters and and characters that are totally different from me. But from the aspect of like, I just have an idea for a character I would like to see exist that doesn't need to be me. And it's not like a, a, a sexual thing. Like, folks, both hands on the controller, folks. Like, <laughs> if you're playing a game, keep those hands where I can see them. Like, that's not what the games were made for. The character wasn't designed for you to beat off to it. Like just it's just it's just such just a weird the damn game. A weird telling argument about people's perception of life, right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if anything, my my caveat with that trailer is I'm like, I don't know if I'm I'm super stoked about what seems like it's a Jack and the Beanstalk story. You know, yeah, that's I, that's my caveat. I'm like, but uh, the whole game might not be that. So I'll see what yeah, it is. I'm sure that's just a portion of it. But right. Yeah. From the trailer, you don't really get a good impression of what the main story, the through line is going to be. Exactly. I'm just excited to see what a new Fable game could be because I love that world. I love all the games. A lot of people hate the third game. I don't hate the third game. I think it's okay. I think it's the weakest of the three, um, but I enjoyed it still. Um, I think you can still do some pretty cool stuff in it. I think the thing I don't like about the third one is you have less choice in in your character, whereas like the first two games, you really are kind of making a character and choices really do belong to you. Whereas that third character, a role is set for you because you are playing a pre-established character. You're playing a character that is a sibling of um, the king or, or whatever. So like, so some choices are kind of taken from you right away. And like, I was like, ah, compared to the other two games, that kind of sucks. But it was still like, it was still a fun game. I still enjoyed it. I I love all those games. Um, we won't talk about the connect game because that's garbage. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. And it's nothing, it has nothing to do with the other games, really. It's just like its own. Yeah, it's nothing. That's That's how I feel about VR games right now. 
if I'm looking through my like suggested game list on Steam and a VR game pops up, I'm just like skip. Like I'm I'm not gonna play this because if its focus is VR, then it's gonna be playing in a way that I don't have a lot of interest in. I'm not saying all VR sure. games are bad. It's just as a person who doesn't have a VR headset and doesn't have a lot of interest in playing VR in its current state, that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. What's the weirdest game you have played as far as like a a, a game that is different than the norm as far as if it is um, because like, for instance, VR is different than a conventional video game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as how a game is played or the gameplay aspects of it, what's the strangest game you have played? The first thing that comes to mind is getting over it with uh what is this uh Bennett Foddy. Oh Do you, you know yeah. what, remember what that one is where you're in the cauldron yes. and you're and, using the uh sledgehammer or whatever or yeah the, the sledgehammer to like try to edge yourself up over a mountain top. Yes. Yeah. That oh, is probably man. the strangest overall game <laughs> I've played, I think. Yes. He's got a new game coming out right now called um I think it's called Baby Steps. Yes. Did I, you sent me the trailer that? for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Where that you're looks like fun. playing this like depressed dude who's just he's like a depressed gamer that's just been on his couch and he just doesn't remember how to trying walk. Trying to relearn how to walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can do anything you want, but it's real hard to walk. <laughs> if it's anywhere near as challenging as uh getting over it, then I think it'll be a real good time. Oh my god, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Um there's this there's one game I want to mention that this was the weirdest thing. Well, okay, there's two games I want to mention real quick that were super strange and just really interesting. Um the first one is called The Veil Shadow of the Crown. This game this is a game with almost no visuals. Um, is this a free-to-play game? No, this this was not. Um, I did play. I played a free demo of it, but mm. but this is like a full-fledged game that you can get, and I think it is available for VR. But like the only thing you would see in VR is kind of like light modes and stuff. It's mostly just black, and sometimes there's some text you can read. But what this is is a game where you are playing. As a blind protagonist. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're you're playing as this woman who is blind. And from what I remember, now this has been like a year and some change since I played this, maybe even longer. I remember you're like on like a wagon heading somewhere and like it gets um, attacked by bandits or whatever. You wake up and... Um, you grab like a sword and you're kind of getting these like memories and stuff of like how to fight and everything. It's kind of the tutorial, but you never see at any point, you never see your attackers, anything. You're really just seeing blackness and little light motes and stuff. So you are a hundred percent just listening to like their footsteps, the sound of their chain mail, the sound of them, like pulling their swords out, the sound of their breathing to anticipate where they are and when they're striking. And then you have to like turn and move and like, you know, parry and attack based on anticipating their moves. Um, on your listening skills. Yeah. And that was listening for audio cues. Yeah. That's such a crazy, it was such a crazy experience and it was incredibly difficult. Um, I can imagine. It was so cool though. I think it'd be really cool is if like after you are finished with the round or whatever, you can see like a replay of it from a third person perspective 
and like see how your reactions are affecting everything. Like see the way that you're actually reacting, but visually. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I played it for very, very long, but I really, really... I just thought it was such a unique concept because I'd really never heard, I'd never heard of anything like that before. It's definitely unique. Yeah. What was the other game you're going to talk about? Yeah. I'm trying to find it real quick because I, I couldn't remember the name of it. So I'm looking for it right now. Um, but I can talk about the concept. It's, it's a similar concept as the other one. Um, rather than relying on sound or anything like that, what you, uh, what's going on is you are in like an underground cave and you have no light or anything. Scanner is somber or sombra. Uh, so scanner and then the second word is S-O-M-B-R-E. So you're in this underground cave. You can barely see anything or well, you can't see anything. You have this like little machine or something like this handheld thing and you're just kind of... um pressing it, waving it around. And what it does is it acts almost like, um, you, you know, kind of like, um, not quite like infrared, but like when you view something through infrared, you're seeing like different colors and you can kind of see the landscape made of different colors, right? Yeah. Um, so it does something like that where it, it creates these dots of light everywhere. And that is the only way you can see and make your way through this cave. And it's a long maze of a cave. I think it took me about an hour and a half to get through this game. Everywhere you go, you're having to use this thing to figure out where you can go, where drop-offs are, so you don't fall off of things, um, to um, you know find your way out, essentially. Now, the the caveat is there's something down there with you. Um, so this is a horror game. So there's something kind of following you through this thing. And uh, you get to this one part where you definitely find like um, as you're scanning, essentially, and kind of mapping the place so that you can see and go through, you find like a lake. And I remember going through a lake and this thing freaking just comes at you and like you can't see it unless you're scanning right at it so you have to be so careful and and try to get around it and it's scary man it is a real scary game it's just incredibly unnerving um but it's super interesting and fun it was one of the most unique game experiences i've had especially for a horror game um so yeah huh. i would definitely recommend playing that one that's that's pretty cool it's a pretty cool indie game looks so. like it's only six bucks so yeah yeah I think for the experience, probably worth it. Very positive yeah. reviews, so people like it. Yeah, I really, I really did like it. I had a really great time with it. Super spooky. Um, and like, uh, yeah, it's just got a real cool atmosphere. It, it definitely got a lot of scares out of me. Like, I jumped multiple times playing this game. I'll have to try it, but probably closer to October. Yeah, do it around October. Like, it's in yeah. my collection. Just mooch off me for once. Hey, finally, I can the get first time, six bucks out of you. For the first time, you can <laughs> For the hundreds of dollars <laughs> that you've used my games. Yeah, don't say I never did anything for you. <laughs> any any games, shows, uh, anything that you're looking forward to in the next week or so? The only thing that comes to mind is Final Fantasy 16. Because I'm definitely jumping on board that, especially because it's more of an action oriented one, not turn based, which I know like 15 was as well and whatnot. But that and there's a parry system. Anytime a game has a parry system, yeah. I'm in. You love your parry systems. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Final Fantasy 16 for me with with Final Fantasy 16, Tears of the Kingdom, 
uh, Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. I don't need to play another game or buy another game for I know. probably the next like six months. There's so many the good there. games out right now. Too it's many. Like, what do you do? Like, I'm I'm not going to get anywhere with any of these games because they're yeah. They're so I just good. keep jumping around between them, and then there's other like indie games I want to play too, like Bleak Sword DX, which sure. is one that uh, just got released by uh, Devolver Digital, and oh, that man. is just like almost like a Souls like, but like really pixelated looking. So it's like a descaling almost of it nice or demastering and it just looks so fun uh but those are just like smaller games that i want to jump into but i how can i have the time when i've got all these bigger games i need to make progress in exactly i'm also still like uh real deep into octopath traveler 2 really enjoying that oh yeah and i mean that's a long game so that's going to be you know i'm not going to be rushing to finish that anytime soon like that's probably going to be when i'm playing in the background for like a year so um i'll play it on and off but i'm enjoying it my brother and my nieces just like encouraged me to play uh grounded with them that survival game oh yeah because they're picking it up and it was on sale today. So I was like, yeah, I'll pick it up. So I'm probably sure. today going to jump in that with them. So that's another thing that's going to be taking up some time. There so, you go. It's too many good games. Good problem to have, I guess. Yeah, I just got Diablo 4 to download on my um, Steam Deck. So I'm going to try to test it. I haven't gotten to test it out and see if it runs well. But I'm going to try to do that today. See if it works and go from there. So... Hopefully, I'll be able to get some more time in on that. Yeah, we got a lot to do. Um, With that said, then, thank you to Lance Conrad for our theme song, Rebels of Our Own Kind. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by throwing us a rating and writing a review wherever you can do so. Or you can share your favorite episode and clips on social media, which would be super wonderful. You can find us on all the things at NerdSlothHQ. Or visit our website at nerdslot.com where you can learn more about us and keep up to date on all the latest and greatest projects we're working on. There you can also find a link to our merch store, info about our very active Discord community, and our Patreon, where you'll find hundreds of hours of bonus content from all the various NerdSloth projects over the years. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm done talking. Uh, My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Play your games wisely and both hands on the controller. Oh, yes. (laughs) 